0: Should I let let go? Should I go slow? Cause I gotta know now It's just a tip I got you don't trip Perspective I flip T don't sit I'm making my tune It's just a tip, we're not legit I gotta admit, finally we spit Cause it's just a tip now It's just a tip It's just a tip yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, the podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Batune, and today is an episode like I've never done before. Usually I have creatives on and we talk about what they do, but I never actually experience what they do during our recording. However, that all changes today. Today's guest is Shayna Bianchi. Previously, Shayna worked professionally within the creative marketing, experiential event, and branding worlds in LA and New York City, strategizing content, and working alongside celebrities and fashion moguls. She helped to build, brand, and market some of the largest companies in the world, But when a slew of health conditions crept up on her and the extreme working conditions like travel and stresses of late night and weekend hours, plus the anxiety of constant emails and micromanagement and perfectionism caught up to her, she realized her health was at risk. One, why does this sound so dang familiar? So that was her shift, a moment that she likes to refer to as a pivotal moment in someone's life that alters the course and direction. These days, Shayna hosts a podcast called Mindful Divine, is a public speaker, an alternative healer, and a certified Reiki energy practitioner. She is a manifestation life coach and hypnosis regression therapist, aka past life regression therapist, which is what I'm going to be doing with her today. Spoiler alert. And she is currently writing a book on what it means to be mindful in today's world. So buckle up and oh my gosh, enjoy this episode. I've been waiting for this moment for like six years like actually. It's aff- it's it's happening. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. I was telling you a little bit earlier when you came before we started recording that I had talked to my friend 6 years ago about doing past life regression. We couldn't find the right person. And then it was just like I guess I stopped caring about it after a while or like since I couldn't find somebody and then doing my own therapy and own spiritual journey and then finally finding you via mutual friend. That's so cool. It's unbelievable. I feel like we put these inklings out at some
1: point. You almost like told your future self, like, okay, I'm manifesting this now, whether it happens in six days or six years, it's going to happen. And it finally ended up coming into fruition, which is really beautiful that there's no time limit. We put time limits on everything all the time. And I don't know, I don't really know why we do that as humans, but Mm -hmm. I think that it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. You'll get to that destination. You'll get to the moment, the spiritual realization, whatever that is, whenever you're supposed
0: to be there. You know what I mean? You are a past life regression therapist, but so much more. So give us like a quick background of like all the things you do, because you do a lot of stuff. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So my background was originally uh, rooted in the fashion industry, creative director, art director, um, sort of of segued into interior design and from there even though I was helping others I didn't feel like I was really being of service in the way that I wanted to give back. So I went through my own spiritual awakening through a slew of different health issues, started with vertigo um, and different gut issues. And it sort of led me on this beautiful path. Nothing you know, happens by accident, I feel. led me down this beautiful path of awakening. I, I did my own past life regression therapy session, which was pretty life-changing. I had read the book. I know I told you earlier, but I read the book, uh, Many Lives, Many Masters. So good. I mean, over a decade ago. And it changed my life when I read it. And the, and I had always known, similar to you, like I knew I wanted to have my own session. I didn't know where to look or what to do. Um, and then as I grew, I knew I needed to lead these sessions. So I had my own and after doing it, truly came out changed. Like I felt shook in the most beautiful way. I felt like I understood life differently. I felt like I had grown leaps and bounds from where I was before I walked into the session. Um, and so got certified in quantum healing hypnosis technique, which is a, a specific form of past life regression hypnosis therapy. Um, so it's alternative therapy. So, so for those of you listening or those of you watching, um, it is working in a state of mind that we're in every single day. You, It's it's almost like this, you know, we have alpha, we have theta, we have all these different brainwaves and, and states. And we're there every morning before we wake up and every night before we go to sleep. So it's almost like that dream state that you're in. So yeah. I really work with clients in that state to heal from past life trauma, from trauma in this life that they haven't really fully, you know, sometimes we, we repress certain memories from this life and we don't really know why. Um, so it really is, is kind of working with people in an alternative way. And then um, that led me to get certified in Reiki and energy healing. So, um, you know, I do color therapy. I, I work a What's lot color with- color therapy? So color therapy for me is I I get a lot of energetic downloads and color downloads. So I will work with clients who have energetic color blockages. So similar to how um, every chakra has a different color yeah. and it kind of works with your meridians and it works with all of these different areas of your body. Um, for I me, mean, I'll get a certain download from whatever, you know, it doesn't matter what it is that you call it. You can call it God, you can call it the universe, your spirit guides, angels, there's no right or wrong. It's really just having a belief in, in something higher than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll get these downloads and then I will work to really remove certain blockages. So there are certain times when somebody has like a torn rotator cuff or something like that, I'm working with a client and it's, I, I can kind of do Reiki with them and see, okay, there's like a lot of red. And then we really have to push and move that out so I'll work with them and tell them to really push it out of their shoulder, down their arm and out of their fingertips, and then replace that with, with uh, white light. So right. it sounds kind of crazy and hippie, but it also is, um, you know, think about like a, a prism, a crystal prism. Like we see colors all the time. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that we're of this earth, that we're also minerals and spirit and gas and like all of these other things. And so we, um... You know, we have all of this within us, which I think is really amazing and really beautiful.
0: Same. No, I've done so many visualizations that's very similar to that. Of like, imagine there's a, a three hundred feet up in the sky, there's like a white light coming yeah. down your crown and like through your body. Yep. Um, but for people that I guess aren't so on board, because I'm sure you've you've come across like different types of people that really, um I guess maybe are cynics of it. Like, yeah. what do you tell people that? aren't quite where we are in terms of like that mindset?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And it's interesting because it's something that I've had to grapple with myself personally too. As into all of this as I am, for so many years I've been a skeptic. Mm. I... I almost felt like I had to see it to believe it. And I've since yeah. learned that you have to believe it to see it. And so that, oh, that is, below <laughs> the get a jacket. That's, that's probably what I would say. I mean, I think that we are so quick to dismiss something that we don't necessarily believe and it can come in a million different ways. I think, you know, I've talked about this a lot on my podcast, which I know we'll get into later, but, um, You know, meditation comes in all shapes and forms. It's not just like sitting upright on a pillow, you know, with your fingers pressed together. Like it can be gardening, it can Mm -hmm. be drawing, you can be sketching, you can be walking your dog, whatever that is. Um, You know, I used to get a lot of downloads and didn't know that they were downloads at the time, at the end of yoga like not a yogi by any means but like would lay in Shavasana and just like get these really interesting see different colors wow i'd see um little glimpses of different things but i thought i was just making it up mm. and i think so often that's what it what you have to do is even at first you feel that you're making this up or that you may not believe it, but you, you're interested. There's an inkling of you that's interested in past life regression, or there's something that has been interested, or you have a, a repeating dream or whatever that is. I'd say just like lean in a little bit and allow yourself to explore it, even if it doesn't resonate with your thought system, how you've been yeah. brought up, your religious system, because that's all okay too. I'm very inclusive and not exclusive in this. And that's really what spirituality is. It, it really is very inclusive. Yeah.
0: Well, when I was growing up, I was raised Catholic, so I wasn't even allowed to watch the Harry Potter movies. Like I was very much like wow. no, no magic, no yeah. witches, no anything yeah. that's not of the Bible. And so when I grew up, I finally, I, wa- I finally watched all of the Harry Potters last year and they're great. What'd you think? <laughs> oh my God. I love <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so good. And I've been, I've been going into CBT cognitive behavioral therapy for like maybe four, Three years now. Cool. Love it so much. Yeah. Just got on antidepressants last year. And so I think all these things like together that my parents probably wouldn't have, you know, subscribed to. Yeah. uh, It's really just like your own personal journey. So even if your parents or you have like specific beliefs, it's just be like, be open, take what you can learn from or take what you want and leave what you don't. Yeah. And don't like, don't, you don't have to like talk about how much you don't believe in something. It's just like, okay. That's Mm -hmm. it. Like respect all opinions and just go in the direction that makes you
1: curious. Absolutely. I think following curiosity is the most important thing we can do. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Like everybody's on their own journey and that's okay. I was literally talking to my sister about this earlier today that like, everybody's on their own spiritual journey, like do your thing. You may not get to this place for five years or 50 years, you know, and that's all right too. I think being open and being receptive and just listening to other perspectives in every aspect of the world these days is, is really important. And I think ultimately is what we're all after. We're after spiritual and personal growth. And so if that is how you get there and how you do it and listen, I think just shaking up the norm and like shaking some shit up
0: and thinking outside of the box a little bit is, is really healthy. You know, what's heartbreaking to think is like for people that want to learn more about themselves or go into any sort of journey, but are held back by either their own personal beliefs or those of the people around them. Like imagine mm-hmm. if you really wanted to try something and then your friends your family or your boyfriend or significant other was like shitting on it and be like, that's, that's hokey or like, don't do that. That's stupid or lame. Like, oh my God, imagine all the things that we wouldn't have learned if somebody held us back. Mm-hmm. And I get so many questions on this podcast of being like, how do I tell my parents that I want to go to therapy? And it's like, it's, that's your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what they think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same thing with spirituality. I've grown so much in these past few years of just being really open-minded and curious. I didn't know how I felt about psychics. So I went to a ton of them and I went years and years and years to like see it. Like I would write what happened in the session, like what she would say and then live my life and then every now and then like 6 months look at the the paper and see what happened and a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. And so I it, exactly what you're saying like seeing seeing and believing and switching that to believing and then seeing. I think that's such a beautiful way of putting that because you have to be open-minded in order to receive
1: something. Totally. And I think, you know, there could be people listening right now that are up against exactly what you said. They have a partner, they have a family member that is, is just kind of like shitting all over what they want to explore. And that's okay too. I would say, um, you know, allow yourself to be, to be yourself yes, and and don't worry so much about what others might think or what you've been told or what you have told yourself, because that narrative in our head can only last for so long. So Mm -hmm. allow yourself to realize who it is that's telling you what you can or can't do and break free of that and try it and try something new. And listen, it may not work. Totally. A psychic and intuitive that might resonate with somebody might not work at all for somebody else. So it really kind of just depends. I feel like even with, um, you know, this day and age, we're, mental health and the conversation around mental health is so beautiful and Mm -hmm. so important and so wonderful. And I think that, um, we now know that if you're not, if you're not resonating with a therapist, you can't say, "Mm, actually, I don't want therapy at all. Right? It could take you 10 different therapists to find the right one in Mm -hmm. the same way that it finds you find different healers, whether it's acupuncturist or Reiki energy or a psychic intuitive
0: or a past life regression therapist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like there's so much in this world that I don't know. I wanna try and figure it, I'm I'm obviously never gonna figure it out, but I wanna find all the things that make me excited and that I'm drawn to. Cause this is in the same way that like, I don't like sports. I really like self-help books, like in that same exact way of like, oh, follow what you love. And I love this stuff. So I'm so excited that we're actually going to do the regression during the break. And then we'll come back and we're going to talk so much in depth on Shana's podcast about what happens. And then we'll give you an abridged kind of what wrap up. We'll give you an abridged wrap up at the end of this podcast. So I'm, is there anything that like I should be aware of or anyone listening, if they're interested in past life regression, what should we be prepared? I know that I'm not supposed to have coffee, so I didn't. Okay, good. Uh, is there anything else that I should have done? I mean, I always say, you know, no substance, no
1: coffee. You kind of want to go into it as, as, um, clear as possible to really get the right healing benefits from it. Um, There's so much, I mean, I know that, and I'll share it so you can share it in your episode notes, like the full rundown of what a session really consists of. But a few of the highlights really, it's that some people think, well, what if it's not going to work? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, okay, sure, it works on everybody else. It's certainly not gonna work on me. I have a hard time falling asleep or I don't know how to visualize things or I'm open to this, but like, I'm scared of it. So is it gonna work because I'm nervous? Like all of these things. Yes, 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 to everything. Like it works on everybody. It's impossible for it not to work because you are in this state of mind, as I said, every day before you go to sleep, every day when you wake up, even when we're mindlessly scrolling. I mean, think back to like when you were a kid and you'd be watching TV and your mom would walk by and and you wouldn't even know that she walked by because you were so in the zone watching whatever Disney, Nickelodeon, whatever that was. Yeah, it's because you're you're in that that state. And so by working in that state, you're able to uncover a lot that we, that we kind of end up, um, blocking out and keeping in our psyche. So again, whether it's repressed memories, past lives, some people go to future lives. I mean, all of this stuff is so crazy and so amazing. And, and even sometimes me saying it out loud, I'm like, this sounds bananas. Like this sounds
0: absolutely insane. It does for, it does for like, If you aren't into it, like I, I read many lives, many masters. It changed my life at the same time. I wish I read it when I was 18 as well, but my neighbor gave it to me and I read it and it was so enlightening because all of the people, I maybe talked about on this podcast before, but this, um. This psychiatrist essentially Mm -hmm. was working with a patient that had a lot of blockages and he ended up going so far back that she regressed. And then every time that she had, um, I guess, experienced her death, they had the same like white light sensation, which is so cool. Is that going to happen? So I personally,
1: yes, you go through the death sequence, (gasps) which has actually helped me so much. I remember when I first read Many Lives, Many Masters, Dr. Brian Weiss is the doctor and, and therapist, psychiatrist, didn't really believe in any of this stuff. Right. And his patient was completely Catholic, I believe, if I remember correctly, didn't believe in any of it, didn't until it all happened, until there were the recordings, until there was like actual proof evidence. And I think the most beautiful thing about some of these past lives is there's it's evidence based. Mm -hmm. Now there's so much science behind the brainwaves and the activity. So we know that those things have happened, but there's so many instances where you can actually look up the names or the dates or the, um, you know, the, the military division that somebody was in or whatever it is, like there's actual stats that you can find to be like, holy cow, like this really happened. I was, I don't know why I'm remembering that my name was Jane Smith and I was born in 1947, but Jane Smith really was born in 1947 in Iowa and whatever that is. So there's so many of those stories that you can like YouTube down crazy rabbit holes, which is absolutely unbelievable. But to get back to what you were asking, there's a life sequence and a death sequence in every, in every life. I like to think about life as it's almost like, um, Like we have a major and a minor. Like we're learning this life and there are themes of each life. And we complicate it so much as humans. We think that my purpose in this life, I have to do this, this, and that. It's so simple. Like these lives... We look back, so you'll you'll experience a death sequence. Typically, um, you'll go through that, and they're sometimes they're beautiful, sometimes they're sad. Nothing is scary. Your subconscious will never show you anything that you are not ready to see. Oh. So there's something that your higher self and your angels—they're always looking out for you. So some people are like, "What if I see something I don't want to see?" You know, which is why I think some people don't go to psychics. They're like, "What if I? Yeah. What if I don't? You know, don't want to know that." Your higher self is always, always, always working to make sure that you see what you need to see. After you go through and experience transitioning out of this life and out of this body, you look back and I'll ask you the questions. I'll say, what, what did you learn from this life? What were the lessons that you learned? What was the theme of this life? And I am telling you, these themes are so simple. They're, um, love more, Mm. spend more time with family. Um, don't worry about what others think. Don't, you know, they, they are so beautiful and so simple and it's unbelievable. And it's weird. You know, when I've experienced death sequences, like I like almost like have the chills, like thinking about it because it's so interesting and beautiful. It's almost like, um, I can feel the walls like shape shifting away. And I, it's beautiful as if you're just going up you I almost feel like the separation between like body and spirit. Almost. Oh, it's almost like astral projection. Exactly. Okay. Um, but you feel everybody you feel holding hands. I mean, you know, all of that. And my grandfather passed away last year in this life. Um, And it was the first time I experienced death after having been certified in all of this. I felt that I could help him transition. I felt like I knew where he was going, even though he didn't know where he Mm -hmm. was going. And it was so cool to be able to help him and say, it's gonna be okay. You're going to see this, you're going to feel this. It, it's important. I mean, I think we're all so afraid of death and we don't know how to have these conversations around it. And yes. I think recognizing death is just as beautiful as recognizing life. You know what right. I mean? Does the death experience when you're in past life regression hurt? not at all. Do you feel anything? Sometimes people will start to experience it and I'll I'll verbally make sure to say and that's what's so important about the the type of training that I have, quantum healing hypnosis. It's it's that we safely talk you through and transition you through so you don't feel anything, you don't experience anything cuz sometimes people will say like I'm getting a little short of breath or or they'll start to experience what they might have experienced Getting shot by an arrow. I mean, there's we all die yeah. in crazy, crazy ways um, throughout different points in history, and you actually um, will be coached so you can kind of look look down on it and you can pull yourself out of it. So you're not experiencing it. You're, you know, sometimes you dream. You can disassociate. It's like um, first person, third person. You know, sometimes when you're dreaming, you're looking out of your eyes and sometimes you're watching yourself. Yeah. So so, uh, past lives are very, very similar to dreams where um, you will decide or I will help you decide if you need to just kind of pull out and just watch it as a scene and describe Mm. what you're seeing. So you can (sighs) heal from it because some people... I mean, this is a crazy example, but like I have um, a client who I worked with who suffers from, um, she had seizures and she had had a brain tumor and it was removed, but the brain tumor was still there. Well, we did her regression. Turns out her son in that life had fallen off a tractor, hit his head and 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 she was a man and she felt so guilty about it. And then she was killed by a bottle in the back of her head, same spot where all of her things you know, her brain tumor and all these things. So I think that we hold on to disease and we hold on and harbor certain things from past lives. And without going back and healing them you'll continue to have these ailments you'll continue to feel little things you know even if you're like gosh my wrist always hurts maybe that's how you died or you hurt it very badly and you never fully healed from it emotionally Mm. now in this life you can go back so that's why i say it's alternative therapy sometimes people just do do it just because they're like "Ooh, like who did i know in a past life and that's okay too like there's no right or wrong but i will say that um sometimes it it's a true form of therapy because you're able to heal Physical and emotional ailments in this current life.
0: What is it called? Abreaction, or what is it called? There's like a word for it. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I've like I've read a ton. I've cool. never done anything. But oh basically, God, amazing. yeah, if you, I like healing from that. I I'm absolving any anything that like is still there. For me, I'm so deathly afraid of the sea, the mm. open sea, and the dark. So I'm very excited and interested to see what's happening. The show that I was on for a year, uh, traveling everywhere, we were on so many boats. And every time we were like in the sea, it was like, I'm not good. You, and yeah. what,
1: how, how would you feel when you were going through Were you crying? Were you like, was it crippling fear?
0: Was it like, what kind of- What kind of fear uh, when I'm mm-hmm, in the open sea? Mm-hmm. I just, I am never, I don't want to be in it by myself. Like I can be on a boat and that's fine, but I never want to- I never want to be in the ocean where I don't know if I can't see it. Yeah. So like i only go in the ocean if it's like the Bahamas or something clear. Um, if I, if it's in a, it's like Jacksonville beach or something like where I'm from, like I'm not going to go because sharks can get you so easily. Yeah. So, There's definitely got to be something there. I can't wait to dig in and see. Yeah, we'll find out. So in your podcast episode that I listened to to prepare for our session, you say to list down like five things that I want to like ask or work on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a list of those and I'll share them with you during the break. But with that list, I will tell you and then what will happen So um, those are
1: questions that you want to ask your higher self or something that you have no idea why. A lot of times those questions end up getting answered throughout Mm. your regression at the very end of the session. And what's different than just going into past lives or then working with quantum healing is then we go into a deeper state of meditation towards the end of the session where I work with your higher self. And it's almost like you can your higher self says like, okay, Megan, like your normal conscious self, like go play in the other room. We're going to like ask some, some questions and get to work. We do like head to toe healing to really make sure, do you see anything? Um, do you feel anything? And those are the times usually when I ask those questions, if they haven't already been answered throughout the course of it. So questions that people would ask, um, would be, you know, I, I remember seeing a bright light when I was eight years old, when I was outside in the backyard, what was that? Or Mm -hmm. Um, I always feel like my grandmother is with me. Is she around? Or, you know, whatever that is, literally any question that you've ever wanted to ask, you know, it's really, it's pretty profound.
0: This is so cool. I'm like, I know that so many people may be also grappling with like what they feel about it, but it's, that's so heartbreaking to me because it's like, why wouldn't you try everything? Like I'm so open-minded to try everything to to become like a better version of myself and to understand me more. And I, when I was seven or six, uh, my parents went through a divorce. I can barely remember anything before then. So I'm really, really interested because of all the work that I've done in self-help seminars or CBT therapy, like I've always been working on that kind of like father wound and then the work and getting guilt and the perfectionism. And I'm, I'm just so excited to see what I can get out of past life regression therapy to, to help me on my journey from like this point forward. It's just, it's just so exciting to me there. And, and it's funny because
1: some, some clients come in expecting to fully delve into their past lives and they don't even get there. They're just going to memories from this life that they're working out and resolving. And that's okay. You know, that's just part of their healing that they needed to see right now. What I'll also say is that if we do a session today, and let's say we did another one two weeks from today, you'd see completely different things. You'd have different experiences because that's what you needed to see two weeks from now. And this is what you need to see today. So your higher self and your angels and God, universe, whatever you want to call it, Buddha, Jesus, whatever, they are all co-conspirating to help you in your life and help you be the best version of yourself today, tomorrow, the next day, and so forth.
0: When did you first have yours, your session? I had
1: my session probably about two years ago now. How many have you had since then? I, myself, I've yeah. only still done one. Oh. I want to do more so bad. But then it's when you transition from being, you know what I you mean? Just know what, everything. Yeah, at what point. But I actually am, um, there's somebody here in Los Angeles. His name is Harone, and he's also certified in QHHT. And not to dismiss any other form of training for past life regression, but I really feel like this is the best one. It was with um, Dolores Cannon, and she's kind of like the OG grandmother of of regression therapy but um it's just a safer way so now that I know I would only have this done with another QHHT therapist. Why is it safer
0: than the other forms? And what are the other forms?
1: Sure. I mean, I think the other forms just like mine for example, my very first one was not. It was not QHHT because okay. I didn't even really know about it. Um I just felt like the way that I was taken into the meditative state and the way that I was taken out of it, it's you have to be careful with people in the way that you bring them out and you have to have a therapist who is formally trained to um, bring you out of that state. Like I was almost like kind of shook up for like that, oh, the rest of that day because I feel like I wasn't fully brought out of it correctly uh, where I had to kind of bring myself out of the meditative state. Oh gosh. Um, which was fine. I mean, it can be done. It's not like I'm like stuck in a daze yeah. and a zombie for the rest like of my life. Paralysis. Totally. Yeah, no, exactly. Which I have had. Totally scary. Horrific. <laughs> um, but I do feel like... Um, that transition in and out is really important. And then I also love the idea. I I mean, I'm was able to tap in gratefully, like very, very, very easily and went to some crazy places um, and worked with my higher self without knowing that I was, but I feel like I would have wanted a therapist to kind of help me and like coach me through it a little bit better. So I'm with you the entire time we're talking. Some people are like, would have, you know, am I alone? Absolutely not. I'm like sitting right next to you talking while you're laying there with your eyes closed. So I'm really helping to guide and facilitate and ask the right questions so you will have therapeutic healing thereafter.
0: Right, and I get that's so important to have a licensed professional there because if, if trauma does come up, you're there in order to help work with it because totally. imagine if imagine if you were just doing this alone, some sort of visualization to to cure some healing and something actually comes up that's you can't handle on your own, mm-hmm. uh, that would be really scary. Mm-hmm. So that's really really important. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it feels I feel very safe. I'm happy that I'm doing it with you for the first time than somebody I found on Yelp, which is like six years ago. What I was looking for totally, and so I'm I'm really grateful. Um, I met Shada through a mutual friend. So I feel like there's already a bond. We're both 30. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I feel very good about this. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited to share with you all, like what this entails for me and my growth, because if I can show any sort of sub modality or modality or way of doing something in order to find myself. I'm just so happy that I have a platform that other people can learn from because Mm. I wish I saw this before, you know, like coming from a Catholic background, it'd be really cool to see somebody that I like fuck with and then they do this thing and, and they, and I trust them because they're authentic and like actually going through it and seeing that somebody is doing something makes me feel a little bit better that I can do it. Like DIY, the amount of stuff that I've seen people build makes me feel like I can build it. Totally. And I think that's goes the same thing, whether it's tangible or spiritual, like this is what it's about, like sharing the journey and opening up the, I guess, like opportunities of self-discovery in any way that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think
1: that it is important to look to others to feel okay with what we're trying to experience and put our finger on. Like I, same, like I absolutely wish that I would have seen or heard from somebody who had done these things before. Cause I felt like a weirdo yeah. <laughs> pioneering into all of this stuff. I was like, I still like was remember at God, such a young age, like 17, 18, 19, sitting, you know, cross-legged on the floor at Barnes and Noble, like reading all of these crazy wow. books and trying to f- figure out why I connected with them, you know? And so to have outlets like Instagram and TikTok and YouTube that are talking about this, and you know, I'm saying now, of course, QHHT. Like now that I've learned that, I believe in all of that. If somebody wants, th- I've heard on TikTok, there's different ways to kind of tap into regression so and other. It's it. so crazy. It's it's TikTok, so, it's crazy. I it's saw great. that too. That's it's so it's cool that as a collective, we're all kind of yes. like. I feel like it's it's part of this really beautiful awakening that we may or may not realize that we're on. I yeah. think we, as a collective consciousness, are. In a beautiful path. It's hard. It's scary. There's a pandemic. It's call out culture for a reason. Like all of these things are, are important for our growth as, as a species, you know? So if you kind of flip it around and decide that this is you know, happening for me. I always say like, I don't want to ask victimizing questions instead of saying like, you know, why is this happening to me or why me? So what is this trying to teach me? Yes. You know, flip it around. What am I learning from this? So in watching this, if there's an inkling of you or in listening to this, there's an inkling that's saying, I'm interested, start dabbling, yeah. like dig in. There's no right or wrong. There's no like in any way, shape or form. Um, I feel like anybody can really kind of start to, to get information and it's a beautiful age of information right now.
0: When you were um sitting in Barnes & Noble, were did you just like walk down an aisle and then see a book that sparked your interest or did you go there specifically to research? I used to go there specifically to research, but at the time I
1: didn't even know like what any of this was. I knew that I sort of liked Um, like the stars and astrology and like zodiac signs. So I would read those, like, remember the old like birthday books and like, oh, am I supposed to be like dating this boy or like, (laughs) what am I doing? And then it sort of opened up to discovering past lives. I think that was when I had found many lives, many masters and had bought it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I've been pulled to it. I sense have realized in, in many of my past lives, I've been a healer and I, this is, so this is a common theme for me. So it almost, was a remembrance for me, I think is in how I've learned um, to like recollect and help myself, therefore helping others.
0: Wow. Like coming home. Yeah. Like once you found that a hundred percent, that's so cool. Do you find that most people have a through line in their past lives? Yeah, I get this question a lot, which I love. So um, I see it two ways.
1: One, I see there's a through line where, um, similar to what I just said, like I'll have um, somebody who's a healer and then they're a healer here and there. Like I was a healer in um, Africa, but like an herbalist healer. And then I was um, a monk in Southeast Asia and was a healer and very, very devoted. Um, then I'll see the flip of that, which is we want to experience duality in life. Mm. So somebody who is um, disabled in this life and needs a lot of care, then in a the next life we'll come back as the caregiver, cool, helping helping those who are disabled or helping elderly or something like that. Um, you it know, you see it body. is, and That's and so it great. helps me realize that. Even the bad people can be good. And even the good people can experience being bad because we want to be the victim and we want to play, you know, we want to be both. So we really, truly can learn about all sides. So even if there's somebody who politically I don't believe in or whatever that may be, I feel like, okay, they're playing a role. We're playing a role in this life and they're learning what it's like to be that person. And then Mm. in another life,
0: they'll experience the flip of that, you know? Wow. What a beautiful way to have compassion for people that you might not gel with. Yeah. That's really fun. Totally. One psychic once told me that I have 14 past lives. My first psychic that I ever, Ooh. I think she is, I only went to one psychic that did tarot. And that was maybe like seven to 10 years ago. Okay, And she said, I have 14.
1: I would actually say that that is incorrect. And you have like thousands and thousands, like oh, okay. 14,000 have- maybe, <laughs> but it is, I mean, it's funny because a lot of psychics will actually, um, We'll, we'll talk about people's past lives. And some some get the right inklings. Some, I feel like, are just getting an impression of maybe you had 14 very important lives sure. that they were getting. Um, but I always like to say, figure it out on your own. I think I think that's why I like this form of therapy so much. Because I've had other other psychics and tarot readers tell me the lives that I've had. And um, it's not to
0: say that I don't believe it, but I feel like
1: you only know unless you experience it yourself.
0: That's what I feel about this whole like avenue, yeah. of self-discovery and spiritual enlightenment, yeah. because it was the same thing. I didn't know what I felt about psychics because I wasn't allowed to believe in them when I was younger, right? And then when I moved to LA, and everybody is open-minded for yeah. the most part, um, and then it's just like ubiquitous. Like everyone is kind of everyone just more in tune with their emotions, and if if you are intuitive, you've already kind of like discovered what you're into, and so being surrounded by that that. Opportunity of people in that group then made me go, okay, I'm gonna go to a psychic or uh, the, my same neighbor was the one that, like, I love this the neighbor. One, I love her too. <laughs> she gave me many lives, many masters. She also gave me a contact. Shout out, neighbor. To, yeah, the, <laughs> she gave me a contact to the psychic that I still see every now and then. Um, and it's just like, I didn't know what I believed. So I went out on a journey to figure out what I believed. And that's what's so cool. It's like the first, like the first couple times I would tell friends, like I'm going to a psychic and they're like, okay, cool. But I'm like, I don't know what I think, but I'm going to write it down. And then like a year from now, I'm going to re like relook at it and see what happened. And every single time it worked. Mm-hmm. And that's so good. Now I'm like, now I'm a believer. Totally. And you have to
1: be on your own self-discovery journey. What I'll also say is that you are your own guru and that we often will turn over over the power to other doctors, other healers, other, you know, coaches, therapists, whatever that is. And, and you have the answers inside of you. And we know, you know, you say you write this down after a psychic session, I'd say write down your dreams, start writing down yes. what you're feeling, start, you know, you, sometimes we have a ringing in our ear. Okay. Write down what you were thinking right before and right after that. Yeah. What are these little messages that are coming through and what can we start to get and
0: gather from them? And then you can start to sharpen your own toolbox, you know? Totally. I think that's such a good way of being present also because- I started to do, uh, it's like be interested in angel numbers. So anytime I would see like 555 or 222, I would go, what am I thinking about in that moment? Yes. And we talked about rainbows the other day. I saw a random rainbow with no window around. And I was like, I don't even know where this is refracting from, but how great. And like, when you see little moments like that, just ask yourself, like, what am I thinking about? And making a note of that, because that's it, every answer, like you said, is in you. And that's why I'm so excited. Cause I'm like, get it, get, let get it out. <laughs> like, let's take a break so I can get all these answers out. Like that's where I'm at right totally. now. Totally.
1: <laughs> and I think that is, you know, with the rainbows, with the prisms, with all of these other things, like I, I've especially been leaning into angel numbers lately, specifically. Um, I used to be on one, 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 obviously 11, is a big one for everybody. And, and we know that one it's, it, literally looks like a door and a window. Yeah. So, you know, when you're seeing that what is it that you're crossing through, it Ooh. usually means transition. <gasps> um, but yeah, I mean, I've been seeing 222 two, two so much lately, but I think it is to really stop and listen and realize to what you're thinking in those moments instead of just dismissing it or rolling your eyes. Yeah. I see it as like the magic in life. And I've been looking for the little magic everywhere and it's making my days so much happier and so much more full. I look at the moon. I'm like, look at the moon. He's winking at me right now. This is beautiful. Look at the hummingbird. Oh my goodness. What am I, you know, whatever that is, little angel carriers, whatever it is. I think it's just
0: kind of being more present, as you said, and being more mindful. But how sweet, like, to transition your mind instead of thinking like, I have to do this and I have to go here. And, uh, oh, this like, this light is everywhere. Here's the curtain. It's like, oh no, every single thing can be a gift if you're expecting the gift to happen. If you look at everything, like it could be something more than what it is. Oh my, what a beautiful life. Mm -hmm. It is, (sighs) this is a beautiful life. It's amazing. Okay, well, let's go out of this life into my past lives and we will be right back.
1: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
0: and we're back we're back holy shit how you feeling oh my god Oh my God. The more that I sit with it, the more that I feel different. Is that normal? It's totally normal. Like I feel like right after I came out of it, I was like, did I do anything? And then you're like, it was been three hours. It's been three hours. It was a full three hours. And honestly, you're going
1: to start to feel um, more realizations and more things will come to you as the day goes on. And then even when you sleep tonight, you'll be thinking and figuring things out. And you know, your subconscious is a beautiful place. It will continue to work all of this through.
0: It's so interesting that when you are under, I'm going to call it like going under kind of. Yeah, sure. You're you're not going under a knife, but (laughs) (laughs) it's like, I, when you were asking my subconscious questions, I could feel my, I guess like ego self. Like I could feel my, my me, my Megan, um, like trying to push along the subconscious to Mm -hmm. like go quicker. She's waiting for an answer. And then my subconscious would just not answer until it was ready. Right. And it would just be very terse in its words, like super monosyllabic, just saying what needs to be said and then not saying anything else. Totally, and that's really normal. So, how we talked before the break, like basically,
1: you go through the experience. I bring you into the meditative state and kind of like coach you through, bring you there. Um, then you work out on your own these different lives. I ask you different questions, but it's really the realizations that you have. And then um, after that, we went into the to your deeper, deeper self, really your higher self, and that's where all of the healing comes from. In this like monochromatic, like very uh, monochromatic is not the right word. It's, I mean, you, it's you like, like think very, in color. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) but, but it is sort of that moment where you realize that your higher self already has all of the answers. Yes. We're just always trying to figure it out on our own, but it's already deep, deep in there.
0: How insane is it like for everyone on a self-development journey, like we always hear that, like we, there, all the answers are within, like right. we've heard that before. Yeah. It's almost eye roll, right? Like yes. we've heard that. And
1: we're like, yeah, we, but where, how? But, how and then it? you're yeah.
0: like, oh, knock, knock, put you <laughs> into a, the hypnosis state and then you'll find the answers. Absolutely. I just feel like this has been the tip of the iceberg for like everything that I want to know, like everything that I learned today is what I needed to know all the two past lives. I only went to two lives, right? You went
1: to two lives, but then you also sort of went into that in between life with the tree. (gasps) Okay.
0: We'll get to the tree in a second. What's interesting is like in my past two lives, I became, I was the father figure. I was a man in both lives, Mm -hmm. which was so interesting. I wonder what it would be like to be a woman in another life. I think you, as I said, like you will be shown whatever
1: you need to be shown. So today you needed to see what it was like to be a man, to be a father, to be a husband, to work hard and, and feel self-deserving of the work that you put in and the work that you put out. Um, Mm. You know, and then, and I think that there's always connections back. And I, I love asking when you're in that subconscious state, what do you feel like? was the purpose for showing you those lives? And you had some beautiful answers, you know? I think it's really amazing that you were able to really say, like, I was shown X, Y, and Z for this reason.
0: Yeah, I think that was really helpful too. Like, seeing the past lives was interesting because I, at first, didn't think I was doing it right, and then I didn't think I could do it. And then I was feeling like I was lying at a point in time. I was like, was I just making this up? And then after a while I was like, well, no, I keep on getting more answers. The more you ask, like, what was this type of couch or what are the floors or asking more questions. And I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I can answer all of these. Mm-hmm. And then after like going through the death experience, then asking like, what is the purpose of that life? I basically had to like flash through the whole life to see like, what is the purpose of it? And then I was able to find like, oh, and then whatever. You wrote like three pages of notes that I can't remember a single thing. Totally. <laughs> and that's why listening back is so
1: important. So so I'll give you the recording. I'll Bluetooth it over to you and send it um, so you can listen back and you can continue to get that healing. So a lot of the purpose, I mean, what you had pulled, hard work, the benefits of hard work, relationships, and then knowing that you have the power to choose. Um, how it connects to, to you in this life is that there's always the choice. Yeah. Which is really amazing. And choice really prof- was huge. Choice is so big, and I think, you know, when you're in these states, how you said, like, I feel like I'm making it up, or I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. What I always like to say is, um, if you were making it up, you'd be ahead of the storyline. In this in- instance, you're behind the storyline. You're almost like feeling or watching it, like you don't know why the floors are hardwood or why the, you know, the sofa was was leather and not right. fabric or whatever that may be. Um, you're, you're almost experiencing it as if you're seeing it. You know what I mean? It's impossible for you to make it up
0: because you're behind the storyline. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that. Wow. So I had choice as a huge kind of tenet in my past lives. Also like breathing issues. That was really interesting because I suffer with anxiety, um, or general generalized. No, what is GAD, whatever that is, that's what I have. Um, And so we were talking about how a lot of it is like stored in the chest and breathing exercises are huge. But in both of my past lives, I've had like respiratory issues. Respiratory issues in both of your lives. As you got to the older age, it was harder
1: for you to breathe. You had lung issues. Your throat was really hurting in one of the lives. Um, And I think that's important. And now that you have Recognize that you can heal from it, and that's why I call this alternative healing. It's different than just going to a therapy session to heal something because you may not know why you're holding on to anxiety in this life because it's stored so deep in your self-conscious that it's on a cellular level. Oh, so you're holding on to shit. the you're holding <laughs> yeah, it literally is an oh shit moment because you're holding on to the disease. It's the ease that your body that that is really feeling uncomfortable. It's not feeling right because it's stored literally from another life. Right, and once you realize that and recognize. It. You can almost release it as, a, as simple as air. You can just let it go and you don't have to hold on to it anymore because you have the recognition to say, I had the breathing in the chest issues before. I'm not going to let myself repeat that in this life.
0: Wow. That's monumental. I think I need to like sit with that for a long time tonight before I go to bed because like that is humongous. Like in one of the past lives, I was like coughing on a deathbed and then the other one, i just couldn't breathe fully or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's so interesting. Now, knowing that it, whenever I start to have anxiety, it's just like, oh, what's the antidote to this? Antidote? What's the antidote to this? <laughs> breathe, and then that will already take care of the, the anxiety with or without the past life like knowledge. But now that I do know that, it's just like, oh, no, we're not gonna do this again.
1: Totally, so simple. You also coughed a little bit when we were working with your higher self, as we were doing the body scan of healing, moving from your throat into your shoulders and chest, and and you said yes and like sort of coughed, which was almost like a release. Yes,
0: it was almost like you like coughed that out of your system. I remember that. It's so weird. That was oh my god! I felt so embarrassed during that part. Like I oh I get so embarrassed all the time, and I like when that happened. I was like, that's embarrassing, but I couldn't do anything about it because I was like, that's not my time to right. go, oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> right. But it's
1: important to realize that those are just feelings that we like decided to assimilate with in this life. Yeah. Embarrassment or whatever that, you know, anxiety, embarrassment, sadness, happiness, all of these things. It's it's just these different feelings that we decide to like label in the weirdest way.
0: Right. You know? Oh my God. Okay. So what did you find the most interesting? through my regression? I mean, so many things. I
1: felt that um, your in-between life was was maybe one of the more beautiful between lives that I've experienced like as a therapist on this side of things. Mm-hmm. I know as when I've been the patient, I've seen and experienced a lot. Um, and I love doing this so much because I feel like I'm watching a movie working with my clients too, like mm. working with you or doing something like this. I feel like I'm experiencing the sofa and I'm, I'm closing my eyes at a lot of the time. And, you know, I'm, I'm really going through the motions with you so I can ask the right questions to help you make the connections um, as we go through. But I think the most beautiful thing that I found of yours was in between your life, you, you went to this tree. It was like the wisdom of this tree, almost like a mother willow type of right. thing. Um, and you said it's an oak tree, but I don't know what an oak tree is like. Yeah. And the, the tree was really almost like an extension of you, which I thought was gorgeous and amazing and unbelievable. Um, but but I loved that you said it was really helping you recharge. Yes. And you were like, I need to be here. Like this feels like home and I, I just need to be here for a while so I can recharge. And I think that that is really important and like also a really cool metaphor for this life that like we need to give ourselves the space and the time to recharge and to sit in nature and, you know, in that moment, obviously you were like on the top of an oak tree, is that feasible? Maybe not. <laughs>
0: I thought it was a bird, honestly. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, is this a bird?
1: No, I feel like a human just on a tree. Just on a tree. And so, you know, maybe you can't climb to the top of a tree in this life, but certainly you can go for a hike and you can sit at the base of a tree and you can lean on it and you can feel it and you can ground down and really picture the way that the trees grow and the groundedness that they have with their roots that really, tr- I mean, truly, are grounded. Think about that. Try to earth a little bit more, maybe I'd say, and see if you can be barefoot in nature a little bit more and spend some time in trees and see what messages you start to get as you walk through them. And as you
0: recharge, that sounds amazing. That's like the life that I want. When I imagine myself at 35, I always imagine something like that. Like I've got a kid or I'm like pregnant and I'm, I'm like walking barefoot in leaves, like making organic food for me and my husband, like in a beautiful, like daylight filled place. Like that is the goal keep saying it out loud. That's how, manifesting. Yes. I'm like, how cool is it? Like, that's what I've always said and wanted, but in, in the more work that I do in myself and the more I get further on this spiritual journey, everything is like, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And I think another, another message that came through in my regression is like, keep going on this path or mm-hmm. something like that. It was very much like, I felt through our session, like I was on the right path based off of what I was shown, and that feels so good.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my god! I good. feel like that is
1: when I did my regression. I felt like um, a lot of self assurance and like self realization that I like I chose this life and this body and this personality,
0: and I was like proud to be who I was. Yes, that's how you should feel. Huge. too. you yes. know? That is monumental. I think like if you were to ask me like what's the biggest takeaway, I think. I think that like, I feel excited to be me and I feel proud to be me. And it's like in all of the lives that I've gone through, um, or the, the two that I was shown today, I had very similar, um, like co-stars, I guess in the life. Like I was a, I was a man in both lives. And in the first one I was, um, was that the one I was married to the one oh, that was my daughter? That your daughter and you were like an older gentleman. The house was like beautiful.
1: You were like in a study Mm -hmm. um, and you, there was like a fireplace and it was snowing and it was the holidays and you had all of those, but you were a man and you like, you were very proud of your daughter and the freedom that she possessed and like who she was. I was really trying to place the time period. I was asking you like, okay. You said sconces by the fireplace. I thought, okay, are they are they candles or are they electric? Are they, you right. know? I was like trying to help figure it out and and figure out where it was. You know, I was like, is she in petticoat, your daughter, or is she in pants? You were like, she's oh. in pants. I was like, oh, so we're like we're not that far back to where it's okay for her to wear pants, right? You know what I mean? Like all of these things that kind of help me as data points place who you are, where you are. I ask oftentimes like, what shoes are you wearing? Mm-hmm. Because somebody, if they're you know, leather shoes that they made on their own, or, you know, it really helps to kind of put us in a time period and in a place. Um, but yeah, so that first life is when you, you but
0: your wife, I think had already passed. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so the daughter was like the one that was like holding the beam of light still in my life. And then the second life, I was married or as a fiance, Mm -hmm. I had a fiance and I was like working in the tech industry. Um, and, but I couldn't place their eyes. Like, so Shana had asked me like, do you recognize their eyes in anybody that you, that you know? And I was like, no, I, I can't, um, I can't place their face, but I can place their energy. Like their energy feels like me. Like they, it feels like light and, and like kind and energetic and like, bright. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's interesting and then when I had come out of the the meditative state you were like that's so interesting that you can say it cuz you say it better I than mean, me. I mean what I and that
1: it really was this moment where you were saying these keywords as you were describing both of your the first wife that you had, your daughter, and then the second wife that you had in the next life and as I was writing them and you were described, you were like enthusiastic, warm, loving, bright, fun. And I was like, arrow, arrow, Megan, like the <laughs> star. I was like, you chose these attributes that you loved and adored and admired in these women in your life. And then you said, you know what? I'm going to embody that in this life. Yes! When I choose to be Megan, I love these attributes so much. That's who
0: I'm going to be. Like it me. That's it me. It me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, I think when you said that, I was like, damn, I'm happy to be myself. You should be. Yeah. You
1: should have a lot. And also not only in the choices that you make of like who you are and your personality, but also where you've come and what you've endured. Mm-hmm. You know, in the one like you worked in the coal industry and you worked really hard with your hands, you were an orphan originally, and then sort of rose through the, literally like the ashes, the ashes yeah. of, of, you know, the metaphorical Phoenix. And then you, you had your invention, you made the money for your family, you created beautiful. Homes and and um, you know really worked hard for the space that you created and the space that you like ended up living in and then passing on.
0: Yeah, that was so interesting. It's nice to like for everyone listening that wants to do this. I didn't like going into it. I was like, oh my god, is is the death process going like hurt? But for me, and I would love to hear what, what it was like for you and your regression. But I y- once I was like going towards the the moment of transition you would say fast forward until it's done. And then now, now what's happening. So like, there was never really any, the only time I ever was like, this is the pain that I would have was in the first death where I was like having, um, chest issues for mm-hmm. whatever. I was like coughing a ton. Right. I was like, I, it would have been in my chest and my throat a ton, but I couldn't feel anything, mm-hmm. which is very fun to know. <laughs> it is fun to know. I think that death is something, especially in the Western world that we're
1: so afraid of. And and I do think in other um, cultures and in other parts of the world, it's less scary because it's it's more beautiful and the ceremonies are prettier and they they believe in other things. And mm. um, whether it's an afterlife or not, it's there's just more peace around it. And I feel like in the Western world, we're very afraid of death. And we're always like afraid that if our loved ones die, that they felt so much pain and that it was so sad or scary for them. And then we like emote that feeling. It's really not scary. Mm. Like it's not, of course people experience horrible, traumatic things when they pass away. And I don't want to discount or dismiss anybody's feelings towards death or around death or anything like that. But from everything that I've experienced and everything that all of my clients have experienced, and even like the near-death experiences that I've done research on, um, it really is quite beautiful and quite safe and loving. You don't feel any of it. And that's always a fear that I get and a question that I get before I go into session with clients. They're like, am I going to feel it? I'm scared. Yeah. And you don't. You really, you're able to um, remove yourself from from the from the body, like from that experience before, I don't know, before it like goes away. You're like already in a higher, better place, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you're able to look back and reflect and understand what the
0: themes of, of that life were. That- is the most important part. I mean, it's like every part is the most important part, but for me, that's my favorite part of like really understanding what the point is so you can learn from it and then implement it in your life Mm -hmm. and then just like, it's basically like cheat codes. Yeah. Like you're getting, you're getting ahead quicker because you've gone back. Totally. I don't know if this is like too crazy or weird, but I recently read, I recently
1: read something that we, um, as like a collective have put cheat codes, basically they're, they're like light codes in, um, crystals or different things for us to start to like unlock and unearth parts of ourselves. So like, these are the cheat, like alternative therapy and exploring different parts of yourself and spirituality and reading about all of this stuff. Like it's self-help it's, you know, mental health, all of it. Like these are, these literally are the cheat codes. They're called light codes.
0: Light codes. Codes. Yeah. It's funny that you even just said that. That is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. What, else, what are other light codes um, that you think I would be interested in or anybody listening that is on the same wavelength of me would be interested in? You know, gemstones are something that have
1: really been pulled
0: up to the forefront lately
1: as far as like collective consciousness goes. Um, so I would say really start to do some research and, and dig into different crystals and different like rose quartz means something different than amethyst and, and whatnot. I actually made like not to do a plug at all whatsoever, plug but I it. really... Recently made this amazing um, course on on gemstones and crystals, and I'll send it to you guys, and I'll like link it in the episode notes for you. But um, because different ones are really helpful for different things, whether it's anxiety or stress or um, groundedness or fertility, you know, all of these different things. So I definitely think that that's a big one that's really coming to the forefront for us right now. Um, And it's also the the awareness of where we are as a species and as a collective that all will be okay. What also is interesting, and I have to segue back to what you said, because when you were in your meditative state, when we were working with your higher self and your, your subconscious or superconscious, as I like to call it sometimes, I said, is there a message that you want to give to the collective conscious? And I basically wanted to ask your higher self, if you had something to say to all of us listening, what would that be? And you said, (laughs) the crumbs is like on your (laughs) nose, sweet little kitten, um, that this is the right path. This is the right path for all of us. And I think, you know, and we talked about this a little bit too, but in political and civil unrest and all of the different things with the pandemic that people are feeling to really rest assured that even though it might be hard, there's beauty in everything, there's magic in everything, and this is the right path for us. Even though it might seem hard, it's the trials and the tribulations that will make
0: us stronger for it. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with that as my non subconscious self. Like I'm like... Even though it's been a horrific year in 2020, I mean, I, I there's been so many. Doors that have opened for us to understand like a little bit more about ourselves and what we need and giving ourselves grace and not working so much and and understanding like that nothing, nothing is really as big of a deal as we make it. Totally. And that's so huge for a person like me to understand, like I am so different than I was last year and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. And it's just, it's such an exciting feeling in order to just like be a human, just be human. You don't have to be the most popular or the funniest or the anything like just be be. And that's another one of my messages that that in the in-between life, right? With the tree. Yeah. That message was like, just be. Totally. I asked, I
1: asked if, if the tree was giving you any messages because it really seemed like you were so connected to the tree. And as it was charging you and refueling you and recharging you, I said, what is the message? And the message was just be. And it's really easy to not just be. Like it's really easy to feel like we have to be it all and do it all. Super mom, super work, you know, this, that, the other social media, our job, Be you know, the best boss, the best manager, the best colleague, whatever it is. And to just say, you know what, this is enough and that's okay. Yeah.
0: I want that to like sink in so much. Like you are enough. That's it. That's it. That took me so long. I I think I just figured that out. Two weeks ago. Right. Like <laughs> two, minutes ago. Yeah, two minutes ago. Yeah, two minutes <laughs> ago. It's been such a crazy journey these last, like, I don't know. F- for you, when did you feel like you understood more about yourself in, in the way of you... That got you to the point that you were like, this is me and I'm all about it. Honestly, only
1: in the last few years. Yes. And I'm still uncovering it and that's okay too. I mean, I think my return to Saturn slapped me like a ton of bricks. And I really had to honor who I was. And I was always compartmentalizing myself. I was always saying like, I need to be the best X, Y, and Z. And I was putting like my like professional, like boss hat on. And then I was like letting my spiritual hippie, fun, playful inner child blowing bubbles and like finger painting be my other me. And there was a moment where I said, fuck that. Like I I am both. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. And yes, and became like a motto for me where I'm yes. And like, I am both and that's okay. I don't have to be this or that. And I think I also like, I started going to therapy. I started doing like the shadow work that is really fucking uncomfortable sometimes and like really messy and hard. And you know, it's not to say it was easy and it's like, you know, there's still moments where like I cry and I get frustrated, but I also know that there's so much light and so much beauty. And I feel like my regression was a huge part of of the awakening for me, as far as like opening the door to the next path of like, I now know who I want to be. I know that I want to be of service to others and I need to like honor that and lean into it. And I'm just like figuring out how to help myself
0: and therefore help other people. You know what I mean? That's, that's really key. Like figuring out what your, because you say that people ask what is my purpose? A lot. Almost
1: every, literally every single session, people say, what is my purpose? I need to find my purpose. And something that I feel really strong about is that it's not something we have to go out and find as if we lost it or we never had it. Mm. A purpose is something that we have within us that we can simply unlock. It's just finding the keys. So I feel like a lot of this work that we're doing helps us to find the key to unlock our purpose and unlock who we are. And the course that I have on purpose really was like helping me find my purpose too. So like a lot of the times when I make these courses, it's for me too. And then I learn from it and then I'm like, oh shit, like everybody needs to do this too. This is so helpful. And it helped me so much. How can I spread this to everybody else? Right. And that was one of your questions too. What is my purpose and how, like, what am I doing here really? And it, your, your message from your higher self was amazing. I was stoked about it. It's so, so, so good. I mean, your higher self really said, I want to open doors for others. Yeah. And like, I am here. My purpose is to open doors for others, to keep going, to keep growing and to keep opening up. Yeah. And like, there were times when your subconscious, super conscious was talking and I was like teary eyed. I'm like. Yes, girl. Yeah, super conscious. (laughs) I'm gonna make the T-shirts on everything you're saying. Like it was so fun and and so profound to hear and to know that like anybody who doubts themselves to know that your higher self and your like higher consciousness is badass and like is so smart and is always looking out for you. That was another thing. Is like when I did my regression, I started to realize that I have a tribe of like invisible gurus around me at all times. Yeah. And that's really cool. Whether it's grandparents that have passed away, spirit guides, you know, angels, this, that, or the other. My, I almost feel like, and I don't know why I feel this way, but I almost feel like my past lives are like warriors with me too. Like I see them next to me, even though I know it's me. Like I see them as as other people too. Nice, And I feel like they're always protecting me and they're always helping me anytime I can't make a decision or I feel unwell or I feel like I need support or I need help or guidance. I feel like I always have them there and we all do.
0: Yeah. How sweet. When did you get into um, like this line of work? Um, so I have always, it's funny
1: because even as a young kid, I've always been very, very interested and involved in all of this. Mm. I used to do Reiki and not know that I was doing Reiki on, on people, family, friends, you know, I didn't know. I just always felt like my hands had some sort of power. Um, and we all have that power, which is beautiful. I've now come to realize. Um, so I sort of was doing it like on my off time, um, really kind of honing in on my like psychic intuitive attributes I guess. I would have dreams about things and then they would happen or I would like feel like I knew everything about somebody like walking in a mall and then I would ask them and know you know so certain things like just started coming to me. By no way am I psychic, but I do feel like I have some heightened intuitive, you know, and like some mediumship and like a couple little things that have like come to me over the years. Um but only got certified in the last like 2 years or so when I when I just after I had my my life-changing experience, I thought I need to do this for other people. Why was this so life-changing, do you think? I mean, I think it helped me understand who I was and who who I've always been. Mm, And I was like coming back to myself. And I think I doubted myself for a really long time. I think we all do. I think we all say- at some point or another, I'm not enough. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not good enough yet. I don't have enough money. I don't have the title this, that, or the other. And I kind of just started to say, you know what, this is who I am and this is who I want to be. Yeah. And the regression helped me realize that I've been a healer in other lives and that I've done this. So it really was sort of like a, a homecoming for me.
0: Yeah, it is nice to see the through line. Like when you discover and uncover your past lives, and then you put it side by side with the one that you're currently living. It's like, oh, this has always been present. This is why it feels so good to me to do things with my hands. Mm -hmm. Like I've been doing that my entire lives. (laughs) So it's, it's just, it is such an exciting thing and I can't wait to dive in. We're about to record a podcast on Shana's podcast about this. And then I'm going to journal my entire life away because I feel like I have so much to like to work with. I feel like I now have so many answers. It's basically, I just got like the directions, Like a map, map, an actual map of like, okay, you're going to go to this place. How do I get there? Here are all the directions. Now just go. And now you have the tools, right? Like this was an amazing,
1: what, three or four hour session where now you're like, okay, I can journal on this. I can return to my higher self at any time. I can return back to my tree place that I love that is like really special for me. Any journaling, any messages that you got from your higher self and always feel like you have the support that you need to kind of keep growing and going. Thank you so much. Oh my God,
0: absolutely. I'm so excited for like whatever this like helps me get to, you know, like every little thing that we do puts us on another path Mm -hmm. or another like a little bit further down the path. And I just feel like this is like gonna open my mind up to so many other modalities of self-development and self, I guess, like experimenting with like however we can learn who we are inside. And I'm just like so stoked about it.
1: Thanks for bringing me on your journey. This was so special and so amazing. It was a true honor really to work with you and to go through it. And you should feel really good about where you've been and where you're going.
0: Yeah, I feel hungry, but I feel like so, I feel rested and tired and hungry and stoked and inspired and like wanting to sleep all at the same time. All the things. (laughs) But mostly I feel good of who I am. Like I feel excited to be me. Because I was like in love with this person for so long. Yeah. And now I get to be in love with this person while being this person. That's beautiful. That's so cool. Oh my, my God. Okay. Um, all of Shada's links are going to be in the show notes and I will see you next time on Just a Tip. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum podcast.